0: or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at HereYouAreAZ.com.
1: A Violet Curse. I'm Jason Horton.
2: I'm Rebecca Lieb.
1: And this is Ghost Town.
2: today about Violet Jessup, who is a woman I would say is both horribly unlucky and incredibly lucky. And we'll talk about why this is very soon. But Violet Constance Jessup was born on October 2nd, 1887 near Bahia Blanca, Argentina. She was the oldest daughter of Irish immigrants, William and Catherine Jessup. She, like many children at the time, had a really bad case of tuberculosis, became very ill, and she survived despite doctors' predictions that she would absolutely die. Just to start things off, this is just to like set the tone of what she's dealing with. Jessup spent much of her childhood caring for her younger siblings. She had eight of them. Six of them died. Not a good ratio, when she was 16 years old, her father died due to complications from surgery, and her family moved to England, where she attended a convent school. She cared for her youngest sister while her mother was at sea working as a stewardess. When her mother became ill, Jessup left school and, following her mother's footsteps, applied to be a stewardess. Now, when I say a stewardess, too, we're talking about kind of, um, you think about a plane stewardess, but again, on a ship, it's, it's taking care of people, it's making sure... St- safety precautions are in place, people's needs, you know, all of the ship, you know, like doing lots of in my mind it's like doing a lap in the ship all the time and making sure that people have, I don't know, ship peanuts and their seatbelts on. Um You don't know
1: anything about ships, do you? No. Okay.
2: No, I don't um I know they float. Yeah. And sometimes they don't. And you know about the we'll ship about peanuts.
1: That. <laughs> it's like this
2: <laughs> you know ship peanuts. Yeah, yeah and uh, it's on the water. Shuffleboard. Shuffleboard. Okay. That's a ship thing. I knew that. She followed in her mother's footsteps to become a ship stewardess. Now, she applied to become a stewardess and she had to dress herself down to make herself less attractive to be hired. Her attractiveness is also kind of a, a strange theme. At 21, her first stewardess position was at the Royal Mail Line aboard the Ironico in 1908. In 1911, Jessup began working as a stewardess for the RMS Olympic. Olympic was a luxury ship and the largest civilian liner at the time. She was on board on September 20th, 1911, when the Olympic left from Southampton and collided with the British warship HMS Hawk. There were no fatalities, and despite damage, the ship was able to make it back to port without sinking. Jessup has this book of memoirs, which most of this information that I'm getting uh, comes from that, but she doesn't describe it at all in her memoirs. <laughs> this was just a blip on her radar which this would be a defining thing in people's it's lives. It's
1: Thursday for her. It's
2: exactly it's like a whatever day. She talks a lot about her own attractiveness. She talks a lot about ships and sinking ships. This one can't be included. Can you imagine? Just we can't put this horrible collision into this book because there's too many other things to talk about. And it's about. like a
1: warship so I know. It's getting in the way of battle potentially?
2: Yeah, potentially. She's like, Meh. next, next is on April 10th, 1912, Jessup boarded the RMS Titanic as a uh, student.
1: Pass, <laughs> heard keep, of it. keep going on, keep move on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she was 24 years old. You might know where this is going. Four days later on April 14th, the Titanic struck an iceberg in the North Atlantic and sank uh, for about two hours and 40 minutes. Jessup described in her memoirs how she was ordered up on deck because she was to function as an example of how to behave for the non-English speakers who could not follow the instructions given to them. She watched as the crew loaded the lifeboats. She was later ordered on lifeboat 16, and as the boat was being lowered, one of the Titanic's officers just gave her a baby to look after. (laughs) The next morning, Jessup and the rest of the survivors were rescued by the RMS Carpathia. According to Jessup, while on board the Carpathia, a woman, presumably the baby's mother, grabbed the baby she was holding and just ran off into the night without saying a word.
1: Either that or just free baby, I guess, right?
2: <laughs> free baby. Listen, the baby when survived, you see a baby, which is great, though. Yeah. I mean,
1: so it's, you know. You think
2: free? I'm counting
1: blessings Grab here. Grab it.
2: You can count those blessings. I've also never
1: seen the movie Titanic.
2: You haven't? I've
1: never seen <gasps> it. I'm, I'm obviously familiar with it. Um, oh, my I don't know God. how it ends, so please don't tell me.
2: <laughs> no spoilers. No. Do not deal No, no but I think No, but I think the
1: fact that, you know, like, just surviving that is like the people that you know you you don't i think when people talk about the titanic they don't talk about survivors as much as the people you know the fatalities so it's
2: and the displaced people and just the the madness that went into like where you went from the lifeboat Mm -hmm. to the boat to land like all of that stuff is so incredibly traumatic then world war one rolls around and jessup is serving as a stewardess for the british red cross on the morning of november 21st 1916 she was on board the HMHS Britannic, a white star liner that had been converted into a hospital ship when it sank in the Aegean Sea due to an unexplained explosion. This is actually an incredibly famous ship and line because it's uh, marred in mystery. It was a huge part of the war effort. Um, There's lots and lots of books on this. I know it doesn't seem as big as the Titanic, but I just want to emphasize that it was a, a huge thing that this ship essentially sunk in an unexplained way. During a major diving expedition on the wreck in 2016, it was determined that the ship had sunk into a deep sea mine. Britannic sank within 55 minutes, killing 30 of the a little more than a thousand people on board. British authorities hypothesized the ship was either struck by a torpedo or hit a mine planted by German forces. Conspiracy theories, which there are many of, have circulated that suggest that the British were actually responsible for sinking their own ship. Why that is? Lots of different reasons. Proven to be untrue, again, deep sea mine is the culprit of this. While Britannic was sinking, Jessup and other passengers were nearly killed by the boat's propellers that were sucking lifeboats under the stern. Jessup had to jump out of her lifeboat, which resulted in a head injury that she was not supposed to survive from. In her memoirs, she described the scene she witnessed as the Britannic went under. The pride of the ocean's medical world dipped her head a little, then a little lower, and still a little lower. All the deck machinery fell into the sea like children's toys. Then she took a fearful plunge, her stern rearing hundreds of feet into the air, until the final roar, she disappeared into the depths. Arthur John Priest and Archie Jewell, two other survivors of the Titanic, were also on board, and both also survived. Very interesting. After that, you'd think, maybe retire? No, 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 not Phyla Jessup. During her tenure with Red Star, Jessup went on 2 around-the-world cruises on the company's largest ship, Belgian land. In her late 30s, Jessup had a brief marriage, and in 1950, she retired to Great Ashfield, Suffolk. Years after her retirement, Jessup claimed to have received a telephone call on a stormy night from a woman who asked Jessup if she saved a baby on the night the Titanic sank. Yes, Jessup replied. The voice then said, I was that baby, laughed, and hung up. Her friend and biographer John Max Tone Graham said it was most likely some children in the village playing a joke on her. She replied, No, John, I've never told that story to anyone before I told you now. Records indicate that the only baby on lifeboat 16 was Assad Thomas, who was handed to Edwina Trout and later reunited with his mother on the Carpathia. Jessup died of congestive heart failure in 1971 at the ripe old age of 83. Not a bad life. And most of the action happened before she was even 35 years old.
1: The fact that she was alive in the 70s. Yeah. You know, we talk about these when you it in the 1800s and, you know, life expectancies aren't as long in late 1800s as they are as time goes on, mm-hmm. obviously. And the fact that, you know, in 1970, you know, she, she was rocking and rolling in the 60s, mm-hmm. which is seen Insane. so much. Yeah. Can
2: you imagine living all of that life? Just and then, just being like, I I lived like all the times she was supposed to die like four or five different times in in that.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's is like I said, did she did she curse the ships? Is that she, she a was curse? On? is yeah. she the curse or is she it, you know good it's, luck it's, Charm. Uh, Like the movie Final Destination. Yeah, right? it's a little bit of that, like just surviving all these things.
2: Yeah, this is like a Victorian Final Destination, complete with lost babies. <laughs> yes. <laughs>